Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Force of Light podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Michelle Smith, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in to today's episode. And as always, I hope it's a blessing to you. If you have not, I would like to, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. That way, every time I upload a new episode, it's just right in your library. So if you'd like to subscribe, would love to have you do that. All right. Well, I think there is obviously one topic that is in everyone's minds at the mo- on at the moment because, you know, over the past week, our lives and world has felt like it really has been turned upside down. The coronavirus has brought life as we know it really kind of to a screeching halt. And you know, in all my life and I'm sure most of y'all's lives, I have never seen so much panic. I mean, just go to the grocery and you will see how much people are panicking. You know, for some reason, in all of our panic, people have decided to buy all of the toilet paper. And I'm still a little confused as to what people are going to do with so much toilet paper. I mean, someone maybe can let me in on that secret. I mean, are you going to eat it? I mean, what exactly are you going to do with six months supply of toilet paper? But I mean, I, I just use that as a joke because I, I mean, but seriously, they, they have. But I mean, people have just lost their minds over the coronavirus. And, you know, first, I, I just want to tell you, you know, it's normal because I think, I mean, we've just never seen anything like this, the way everything's shut down and everything like that. You know, it's normal to be afraid. But I just want to encourage you and tell you, you know, not to be afraid. Let's just be cautious. Let's be smart. And let's do whatever the authorities tell us to do. But, you know, why is there so much panic and so much fear right now? You know, why does one person need a thousand rolls of toilet paper? And I think the obvious reason that people are afraid, I think, you know, the first reason is it goes back to what we talked about in the last episode, and that would be the fear of death or, you know, or even just extreme sickness. But I think we also begin to panic and fear about the unknown, And about, you know, a feeling, you know, I can speak of this as a control freak, the feeling of not being in control, the feeling of just, you know, just kind of being helpless and that there's nothing we can do to change the situation. And really, I would say this again, like I said, I'm a control freak. So to me, this is the case. There is, but, but really, I think most people feel this way deep down. There is no worse feeling that I can think of than the feeling of being just powerless or the the feeling, you know, just totally out of control, a feeling that there's nothing that I can do to change the predicament of my situation. So as I thought about all of this over the past week, you know, there's a story that I wanted to encourage us with today from the Bible that, that came to me and I want to share it with you. Because I believe it tells us, it gives us a picture, and it tells us what you and I can do in situations where maybe we feel like we don't have any control and that we feel, you know, kind of helpless in. And the story is found in Daniel chapter 2. 
And in Daniel chapter 2, of course, you know, most of you all, I'm sure, know that that most of God's people had been exiled to the land of Babylon. Israel had been, uh, Jerusalem had been conquered, and most of them, most of God's people were taken back to the land of Babylon. So Daniel was one of those people, and he worked for the king of Babylon. And in chapter 2, the king happened to be King Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar is quite an interesting character, and he was basically a total psychopath that Daniel worked for. So the Lord one night in chapter 2, you can read this there, and I encourage you to read it. You know, Daniel can be a very encouraging book. I mean, most, most of the Bible can be, but Daniel is very encouraging. But the Lord there in chapter 2 gives King Nebuchadnezzar a dream. And we're told that this dream, that it troubles his spirit. So Nebuchadnezzar calls for all of his magicians and his conjurers and his sorcerers to tell him the meaning of the dream that he had. But Nebuchadnezzar takes it one step further than that. Not only did he not just want them to give him the interpretation of his dream, but he wanted them to tell him what he dreamed. So, you know, he did this, you know, it was actually kind of smart, you know, in his thinking. He did this because he knew if he told them what he dreamed, that they could just make up any interpretation, and then he wouldn't know if it was true or not. So this way, he would know that they truly understood the dream he had that was so troubling to his spirit. So he then gives this ultimatum to all these wise men, to all these people. He tells them that if they could not, one, tell him what he dreamed, and two, give the interpretation of his dream, that he was going to kill them. And I mean, talk about panic. The Bible says he literally said he he would tear them limb by limb. But on the other hand, he informs them that if they can do those two things, tell, you know, tell him what he dreamed and give the interpretation of the dream, then he would reward them greatly. And, you know, they all in panic, you know, replied, you know, there's not one man on earth who could tell him that. And this made the king mad, and Nebuchadnezzar gets mad quite a bit throughout Daniel, but it made him mad, so he called for all of the wise men to be killed immediately, like on the spot. So the guard sought out Daniel, who was one of the wise men. And when the guard found him, you know, Daniel just kind of asked, you know, what's going on? And, you know, Daniel then asked him, you know, if he could request from the king more time so that he could, you know, give an interpretation. And this was granted to Daniel. So at this point, Daniel, we're told, goes to his house And he informed his friends that I'm sure you've heard of from their heroic story being Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so all of them could, you know, he gets them all together. So all of them could pray and request compassion from the God of heaven. And so Daniel and all the others would not be destroyed. And this is, you know, there is what I, you see, that's what I want you to see in the story that Daniel and them were faced with a, you know, very frightening situation. 
And I mean, truly, I mean, just, a, you know, truly a life or death situation. But, but did they panic? Did they go out and buy as many rolls of toilet paper as they could possibly buy in this amount of time? You know, I'm sure, I'm sure they were a little bit afraid. I mean, after all, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were only human. So I'm sure they did feel a little bit of fear. But did they just lay over and say, there's nothing we can do. We have no power over the situation. We're powerless. We have no control of the situation. It's out of our control. No, that is not what they did. Daniel did not just sit around feeling out of control, but instead Daniel took control. And he took control by going to his prayer partners and he said, let's pray. Let's seek God because I know God to be a compassionate God whose ears are open to our cries. So let's pray. Let's take the situation that is beyond our control, but what we can do in our control is take it to God. And that is what I want us to get out of this story today, that no matter what you and I are facing, no matter how out of control you and I can feel in certain situations, do not allow yourself to feel that way. Again, you know, I I think the feeling of being out of control, the feeling of feeling helpless is one of the most debilitating feelings in the whole world. But the truth is, as a child of God, there is always something you and I can do. You and I can take the situation to God who is in control and pray and believe for God to move in our situation. And, you know, people love to say that, and they say it kind of in a cop-out, God is in control. And ultimately, God is in control. But you and I have a role to play in this thing. As one of my, you know, anyone who knows me knows this is true, as one of my spiritual heroes, John Wesley, said, and I love this quote, he said that God will do nothing apart from the prayers of his people. And I want you to notice, again, I'll say it again, God will do nothing apart from the prayers of his people. Notice that he did not say God could not do anything, but rather God will not do anything apart from the prayers of his people. And what's the point that's being made there? That you and I, God has worked this thing that you and I have a role to play. You know, I believe that we have synergy in our relationship with God, and that means that you and I work together with God. And one way we do that is that God has called us, called us as his children, to the ministry of prayer. And this is something that Daniel understood very well. And as you read through the book of Daniel, we find that Daniel prayed often. He prayed daily. I mean, that's, that's why he gets in trouble and gets thrown in the lion's den. He won't stop praying. Daniel was, was a man of prayer, and you and I need to be people of prayer. But we find not only as we read throughout this book that Daniel prayed, but you also see all throughout this book that God answered Daniel when Daniel prayed. And I want to encourage us today that God does not change. God is the same God of the book of Daniel, 
And if you and I, like Daniel, will become people of prayer that, that take control by, by taking our situation to God, then God will hear us and God will answer us just as he did for Daniel today. Now listen, I know people are freaked out right now. And I know there's some real health concerns. And, and now there's concerns not only health, but over finances and businesses. I mean, the longer this goes on, it is really beginning to hurt people and hurt people's businesses and the ability to make money. So so there is a genuine need and concern here. So what do you and I need to do as children of God and as, as this podcast is about us being forces of light? You and I, I believe, need to follow Daniel's lead. And that is to not panic It's okay to be a little bit afraid, to feel a little bit of that. That's normal. But you and I need to do what he did. You know, reach out to your prayer partners. You know, begin to text or call, uh, you know, call some of your prayer partners and begin to pray together over the situation. You know, take it to God. Begin to ask God for healing and recovery all around this world. You know, at the end of every year, God begins to place certain things in my heart regarding the the upcoming year. And they're things that I begin to pray and feel led to pray over. And there were a couple things that the Lord laid on my heart as 2020 was approaching. But something that God placed upon my heart and impressed upon me to begin to pray. There's something, and as I began to pray, I prayed this every single day since then. And that is God laid in my laid on my heart to begin to pray all throughout 2020. And that 2020 would be a year of healing and recovery. And you know, this I've been praying this ever since the Lord laid this on my heart, right? You know, as 2020, you know, as it turned 2020. And it really hit me last week as I began to pray this. And all of a sudden, it had a new meaning to me. And, 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 you know, that goes back to the point that, you know, how even though God is ultimately in control, God still has arranged it to where we play a role. So God who knows everything. And I want to remind you today that none of this, absolutely nothing that has gone on in the past week or months has caught God off guard. God, and you know, think about that. God knowing what was coming laid in my heart. And if he laid it in my heart, I can assure you that God has laid that in so many people's hearts around the world to begin to pray. He knew a pro- God knew a problem was coming and he lays in my heart. And I'm sure so many others ahead of time to begin to pray for the solution to the problem. And that gives me just so much assurance that those prayers for healing and recovery are going to be answered. Because, you know, I kind of draw conclusions when you when it talks about prayer in James and why people's prayers aren't answered. That when you and I pray in the will of God, that you and I can have assurance that our prayers will be answered. And, and I can assure you that that is in God's you know will when God's laid in my heart to keep praying it. So I encourage all of us, do not panic. And, you know, just do what the authorities tell us to do. And let's you and I take the situation to the one 
who has all authority and all power. And I believe that God is truly, I believe already doing it, is God is going to bring healing and recovery to us personally in our lives and then, you know, more corporately as a nation and, and all around the world. I mean, this is a worldwide thing. So I believe God is going to bring healing and recovery. And, let, and I encourage you to pray that for healing and recovery. But lastly, you know, let's just kind of look at the facts. And, you know, the facts tell us thus far that the coronavirus is mostly, it's really only truly a concern, you know, as far as life-threatening, to the elderly and those with pre-existing conditions. So you and I need to really look out for those who fall under those two categories. And I really recommend, you know, with, with even with my grandparents, we've kind of just told them, you know, stay away from us right now. We will, you know, we'll get you groceries. We'll take care of you. But, you know, just try to limit, you know, contact with people in those, those categories is what I'm trying to get at. You know, maybe you just need to call them or FaceTime them and, and kind of communicate through that way right now. And help them out, obviously. Just, you know, don't get where they could, you know, if you, because the bottom line is, although the coronavirus probably would not harm me because I don't fall in those two categories, you know, I can carry it and give it to people that it, it can harm. So that's why we have to be cautious. And you and I need to practice social distancing, especially from those who are at danger. But if we will just do that, then we're going to be okay. And again, let's take the situation to God. Let's be like Daniel. Let's take control. Let's not just sit around and feel out of control in a situation where Daniel very easily could have, I mean, Daniel was out of control. The king gave the command, but he took control. He took a situation to God. And that's what I encourage you to do, not only over this situation, but any situation in our life. We never, as a child of God, have to feel out of control. But, we, but what can we do? I mean, some things ultimately are out of our control, just like this situation was for Daniel. But what I want you to get is that we don't have to feel that way because what it is in our control is to pray and to believe and to ask God for God to move in our situation and God will do it. So again, I, you know, I just want to tell everyone, you know, quit hoarding the toilet paper and food, people. You know, there is not a food shortage in our country but people have so lost their minds to the point that the grocery stores are having to close early just so they can restock the shelves. So right now, just take a deep breath, allow air to go to your brain so you can begin to form, we can form rational thoughts and be rational. But, you know, I would argue too, I would argue, you know, what did Jesus say the greatest commandment is? He said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, mind, all your soul. And he said the second was like the first, and that is to love your neighbor as yourself. And I would argue right now that most people are not following that command. Because if you don't need all the meat, then don't buy all the meat. But, but lay, you know, let, my point is don't hoard right now. You know, leave stuff for your neighbor, for other. So, you know, I really do. I mean that. I I think people who are doing that, you're not, you're not doing that. You're not thinking of, you know, treating others the way you want to be treated and loving your neighbors yourself. If you don't need six months worth of toilet paper, which you don't, then don't take six months worth of toilet paper. You know, let's think about others. You know, let's not, I think when we get in panic, people just become, I mean, now I've seen how people act. They just become selfish. 
Let's not be selfish, but let's be considerate and let's love neighbor and treat others the way we would like to be treated. But that, that is it today for this, this episode. Um, you know, again, I just want to encourage you, let's be like Daniel. Let's take our situation to the Lord. You know, let's begin to ask God for healing and recovery for people all around this world. You know, both physical healing, but also, you know, financial healing right now. We need to recover financially. So many people, you know, have lost jobs and will keep losing jobs as long as we're having to stay at home. So let's truly take this to God and pray. And God will do something. You know, God will move. And I believe, I, you know, I believe that God is already working. You know, even if we can't really see it, though, you know, I believe there already are good signs and there are good numbers beginning to come out in many ways. Again, I appreciate you turning in or tuning in to this episode of Force of Light podcast. And, you know, I'd love to hear from all of you who listen. And if you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram as Michelle, and that's with two L's, Michelle34Smith. And you also feel free to email me at forceoflightmedia at gmail.com. Again, forceoflightmedia at gmail.com. And, you know, I'd be glad if you have any questions about scripture, about theology, about God that you would like to ask and get my opinion on. I very well may not have the answer, and I will be honest with you if I, you know, don't, but I can also give you what I think on whatever the, the, the topic is. But feel free to reach out to me on any of those platforms or ways. But I pray that you, and I, I'm sure I'll say this almost every episode because I pray this pretty daily in my life, that I pray that all of you all are filled with the Holy Spirit and joy. And again, don't panic. Take your situation to God. Take this situation to God, and God will move in our lives. But again, you know, thanks for, for tuning in. I will catch you on the next episode of the Force of Light podcast. Until next time, see ya.